Welcome to tonight's Meet the Filmmaker event at the Apple Store Regent Street in London. Please welcome guest moderator, Radio One and Six Music DJ, Edith Bowman. Wow. What a crowd. Evening, everyone. Everyone okay? Uh, so I'm going to stop talking uh, and we'll welcome our guests out in just a second after we've seen the trailer for the incredible new film from Denis Villeneuve starring Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman. This is Prisoners. Happy Hello. Thanksgiving! Happy Thanksgiving! Can I take Joy to our house? Wear a hat, please. You're just getting over a cold. Where are your sisters? I can't find them. Anna? Joy? I checked the entire house. They're not here. Dad, there was this RV and they were playing on it. There was, then we thought there was someone inside. So you wait here. I'm I couldn't find them! 911. Detective Loki. You have children, detectives. I'm gonna find your daughters. Caller reported an RV was parked at a rest stop, operator 46. Where are they? What do you got? We didn't find anything. This thing's clean. That boy has never been in trouble a day in his life. They're letting him go. What? The police said they're letting him go today. Why aren't you sending someone out to go arrest this guy? Well, he has the IQ of a 10-year-old. There's no way that he could abduct two girls and then make them disappear. Maybe he wasn't on his own. We're considering all possibilities. I don't think you are considering all possibilities. Just let me do my job. Keep knocking on doors. Mind if I take a look around? Why don't you tell me his name? He said he took them. Did he say he was with anybody? We found something. Someone has to make him talk. Or they're gonna die. Five days have been gone now. We're running out of time. You don't even know that it's him. He left him on someone and he knows where this guy is. This guy's a fake. You're doing it! Tell me! Well, no, no, no! The girls are still out there. in cinemas on September the 27th. I was lucky enough to see it this morning and just seeing the trailer again, my heart is absolutely pounding. I can't wait to talk to them about it. Please welcome director of the film, Denny Villeneuve, <laughs> and the stars of the film, Jake Gyllenhaal and Hugh Jackman. Hi. Uh, hi, hi. hi, how are you? Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Gentlemen, cool. welcome. Thank you. slightly underdressed, Thanks, but thank you. Um, <laughs> Denny, can we start with you, please? Congratulations on the film. I was lucky enough to see it this morning. Um, what was the attraction for you initially with this project? Uh, uh, it's very simple, basically. It's just that uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, the screenplay is uh, two things at the same time. It's a strong thriller, but at the same time, it, it uh, is a strong drama as well. It says meaning, meaningful things about our uh, North American society today, and I thought it was, like a it was a very, sadly, very inspiring story and uh, an opportunity to work with great actors as well. So. Well, I guess the best stories are the ones that are closest to reality, really, aren't they? Closest yeah, to we, we uh, really uh, made our own works and tried to make it as, uh, with humility, as realistic as possible, yeah. Um, let's talk about uh, the two gentlemen next to your cast. Obviously, you'd worked with Jake before <laughs> <laughs> um, on, uh, on your previous film. Um, anyway, uh, was, was that th this kind of came up halfway through filming, was that right? This, this, this idea for this film? Or? Jo J Jake, Jake, or Joe. Nimoni? Joe. Jake, Jake. doesn't even remember my Joe name. <laughs> 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 by, the by the fourth movie, you'll have it down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Is he a great actor? No, we had a lot of fun, as you can see. And yeah, we decided to go on with Prisoners, yeah. Halfway through the previous film, though, yeah? Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Is that the way it normally works for, for you as the director? You already have that next project kind of there in your head? as you're No, it, w it was just uh, both movies were greenlit and uh, a week apart, so I had to, <laughs> to shoot them uh, one after the other. It was uh, a bit intense, but at the same time, it was, uh, I learned a lot that by doing this. Because I could uh, I could afford to make mistake in the first one. <laughs> <laughs> well, that tension shows on on screen as well. It's oh, it's incredible. Um, I guess it was a was it a no brainer for you, Jake, in terms of of working again with. with yeah, Tom? I mean, working with Tom and Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dave. That's Just so a regular sweet. Joe like That's me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was an easy choice. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, it, it was. I mean, having work be, working with Denise. Uh, uh, on an enemy and then knowing Hugh was already playing the role and then having read the script it, it was incredibly easy knowing that the way Denny made movies and what he wanted to bring out of the story that we were in the process of telling and then as we discussed it and what he wanted to bring out in this movie which I think has many thriller aspects to it and a lot of genre aspects to it but in the hands of a wrong type of filmmaker could really um, go a different way in his hands and everything he wanted to do with it and what he believed in, I believed in too, and it was so easy to say yes. And and then he just turned out to be better than everybody knows him publicly. He's <laughs> like like just a wonderful guy in every way and an extraordinary actor to work with. So um, it was uh, it was that was a no brainer too. Is it um, is it quite a collaborative process the way that, that you worked, Denny, in terms of your actors? I mean, Jake, your character in, in particular, Loki. Detective Loki, who you don't really know that much about, um, and I, I imagine that there's conversations between you guys in terms of who he was, you know, and how he got to where he is, and where we find him in the story. Well, no, there's no collaboration. He's a dictator, um, <laughs> and um, no, yeah, there's total collaboration. I mean, he uh, there there was a big discussion about you know Loki really being a narrator of sorts, and that you know he needed his own story, and we talked. Because it was never explained, we decided that was a very interesting thing and that we would use that as opposed to, you know, try and fight it. And what we ended up doing was um, creating an entire backstory, the two of us, and then putting little hints on the character and around the character. And then all of those little hints are all over the story for the audience. Yeah. You know? And I, I, is it, is it a, I don't know, is it a, a, a scary thing for an actor? You know, you, you two haven't worked together before prior to this. And... You know, it's, a, it's an intense relationship on screen. Uh, is that a scary prospect going into that, knowing that it's, it's going to work as well as, as this did? There's always, a, I think, a leap of faith uh, with acting, that it starts with the director. You make sure that you have the right director. And I, I had read the script about a year before I signed on to it, and I always loved it and was waiting for them to come up with the, the right director. And when Denise signed on, I think all of us felt the same. It, it was a no-brainer because... I diverge a little bit. The movie is part Hollywood thriller, whodunit, edge of your seat kind of, you know, heart sort of pumping movie. And the other half of it is one that makes you really think and contemplate and uh, actually makes you do a little bit of work as an audience. And it, it's not often in Hollywood you get those things put in together. And uh, I think as we saw in America last weekend, people want a movie like that and they enjoy that. And it wasn't until Denis came on board did... I say yes to that. But with acting, what a lot of people don't know about acting is 
it, people think, oh, you did your performance or what's it like for you? You really are only as good as the act, actor opposite you. It, it, it's very much like a dance. Uh, imagine a dancer with a, ter with a terrible dance partner. You could be Fred Astaire, you've got a terrible dance partner, no one's going to really know anything. It's not going to lift. So, you know, Denis really uh, cast this with an amazing embarrassment of riches in terms of cast. And working with Jake was phenomenal because, uh, I mean, he's a, a nightmare, like, as a person, but as an actor... <laughs> I'm so glad you're so, no, I feel like it's my conscience <laughs> right now. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, it's, a, it's so nice that you say that publicly at last. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It's a relief. No, because there's only, really, really, if you really there's only 500 million people watching this. Yeah, 500 million, this. it's fine, yeah. It's the time. No, <laughs> really want to feel good about yourself, come to the Apple Store and <laughs> be sandwiched between two people who dislike you <laughs> in front of 500 million people. Completely the opposite. It was uh, honestly uh, fantastic. And as you said, we have intense scenes, but only four scenes together. They're very important, pivotal moments in the story. And so neither of us, uh, we, we didn't leave that. And with Denis, we didn't leave any of those scenes until we were all really happy. You say it's only four, but it's weird. When I was watching it this morning, you are always thinking about the other guy whilst yep. the other yeah, guy's yeah. in the scene. You know, when huh. when it's, you know, you, Jake, you're thinking about kind of what's Hugh, wh you know, where's he in, in relation to what you're doing. Mm. You also mentioned the cast, which is just, you know, everyone else who isn't here as part of this cast yeah. is incredible. They are here. They're just buying iPhones yeah. out there. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be joining us in a second. Ter Terence has said they, he got a half-price thing on the new <laughs> Terence you know. is flying on an iPhone. Whilst they're working out whether it's an S or a C, let's uh, have a look at a clip which involves um, you, Jake, and, and Paul Dano's character as well. This is uh, an intense uh, interrogation. I don't recognize these girls. I didn't see them. We gotta sit down. What do you do in the RV? Answer my question. You sleep there. You sleep in there. You were sleeping out there mm -hmm. during the day. Why was the RV parked outside the house? Mm, I went for a drive. You went for a drive? You weren't driving. I know for a fact those girls were playing outside your RV. You weren't driving. It was parked. Was it a special day? Were you planning on taking two little girls? No. Have you done that before? No. Did you ask him to come inside? No. You asked him to come inside the RV and then you take him away? No. Did you put those girls somewhere? Yes, it's come gone. On. Did you put those girls somewhere? Just don't touch me. I know you put those girls somewhere. Oh, such a good scene. I love such it. Such a good scene. Can you, can you both talk me through that scene just kind of briefly in terms of, you know, the entire thing scripted? Were, you know, how kind of, you know, on the mark was it? The truth is, uh, I, I, uh, the, it was a room in studio, and I put a camera there. And with those new camera, digital camera, you can run for 20 minutes. So I put the camera there. I locked the door and say, "Guys, let's do it." They just improvised basically all the scene. No. There was like beats of the that like uh, the, I think the scene was like uh, maybe two sentences or something. And Jake was uh, did his homeworks, and that's uh, it's, this is my favorite part about my job is when the actors are. Uh, put themselves in danger and just go for it. And it was the same uh, about the scenes we were talking about. Uh, when I, uh, uh, when the first time I put those, uh, sorry, I'm changing subject. Go, uh, you have something <laughs> to <No. add? laughs> um, Well, yeah, like, um, I had watched an interrogation, I'd watched hundreds of hours of interrogation footage of different police officers, uh, detectives and police officers interrogating suspects. And one of the, and one of them that I watched for five hours, I remember, the, the, the movement in the room started from them across from each other, a table as we see in all of those, you know, shows and movies and stuff. And then as time went on, over hours and hours, somehow 
without even noticing, if you scrolled through, you could see even. Because I, ha- I, I want to try and figure out how I couldn't even see the detective move up and get the suspect into the corner. But they, he got him sort of slowly into the corner by sort of befriending him. And by the end, he was standing up in the corner. His hands were on either side of his, the suspect's face. And he was like lightly touching his face. And you could feel this guy and all the pressure of the hours of questioning on him. And I said to Denis, I came to him, you know, I would come to him very annoyingly at times during the shoot. <laughs> and I would say, like, oh, I just saw this thing, and, and like, it would be so cool if we did it like this. And he'd be like, you'll have your time, you'll have your time, you know. <laughs> um, and sure enough, you know, he did. And that's how that scene came up. And uh, Roger Deakins, who's so brilliant, a cinematographer, you know, when we had said, oh, maybe we'll be stand up and we'll be in the corner, he loved the idea because it was so abnormal from what you see in that kind of interrogation. And, and I started touching Paul's ear, you know, and he didn't like it. And, and then I started sort of touching his face in a strange way. And Paul, Paul doesn't it, like Jake at all. Yeah, and he was so strange as a character. But, uh, you know, Denis let that happen all the time. There was a, a free spirit, and that was the first thing that Hugh and I ever did together was completely improv and I think it maybe even surprised Denis, at least what I've heard him say, is that both of us are sort of similar animals in how we approach our improvisation in our scenes. And we just started playing in this way, and he was like, oh no. And we had to redo Maria Bello's coverage because we had improv so much and we shot her coverage first that it didn't match with what we had done. Right? The, the thing is, uh, when I, I put you both in the first time uh, together in front of the camera, uh, Roger Dickens and I, we were shooting all the movie with one camera. Uh, we are a bit old-fashioned style, but we like to concentrate on one point of view and just to maximize this point of view. This is the way I love to make cinema. But working you, with you both, after that first scene, I realized I was making a mistake because those improvs were so strong that uh, I wanted to, be, uh, to have the ability to use them in the, in the movie. So uh, uh, what I did for the other scenes is I was working with two cameras, so I, I had the ability to edit after the scene. And that is... is uh, um, gave us, uh, gave, gave me in the editing room some of the strongest moments in the, the film, like for instance the car scene. So it's like it's things that. Uh, That's a director improvising too, which yeah. is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's great. We, we've got a we've got a clip of you guys together. It's not the car scene, but this is a an example of you guys together on screen. And then we'll get some questions from you guys. So mm. get thinking your questions. My, my son already told you that the guy was inside the RV just watching, right? We haven't found any physical evidence inside the RV or at his aunt's house where he lives. Nothing. Alex Jones, unfortunately, has the IQ of a 10-year-old. There's no way that someone with the IQ of a 10-year-old could abduct two girls in broad daylight and then somehow make them disappear. Well, maybe he wasn't on his own. How could he drive an RV if he has an IQ so of a 10-year-old? Hey, we're considering all possibilities. I don't think you are considering no, all I, possibilities. I hear, I hear what you're saying. No, sir, you listen sir, to me. Just I, shut up for a second. This is what I'm going to need you to do for me. I need you to calm down, Mr. Dover. I understand this is an incredibly hard time, but I have every uniformed police officer in this state looking for Anna. I don't understand what any of this means. They said he ran. They said he tried to get away. I don't understand why he would try to run away. I hear what you're saying. I'm not crossing anybody off my list. Just let me do my job. Well, ah, but so good. This, this was a censored version because uh, there's a, a word that I cannot pronounce. <laughs> yeah. That was there that, was that we would feel the <laughs> anger and we didn't feel the anger on that tip. <laughs> um, okay. 
We've got some questions from you guys, hopefully. So uh, there we go. Yes, straight in there. Let's start over on that corner there. I have a question to Jake. Um, will you marry me? Uh, <laughs> come on, we've no, got no. limited time. No, actually, actually, my question I asked is... First. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have I play the older question? brother role yeah. here in Jake's life. <laughs> so come to me, talk to me, tell me who you are, what's going on. I'll see if we can set up a meeting. All right? Sure, he's going to have to vet no, you first. Uh, uh, I do all the talking in this I was going to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my question is both to Hugh and Jack. Um, would you like to play someone who's not a good guy, someone bad or negative who, for example, could, stole, who could steal that girls? I, I missed the last bit. Who could what? Girls. Could steal girls. Oh, like, the, oh, like the, the, right. Yeah. I see. Uh, I, I don't have any rules about types of parts or good or bad. I don't even like to look at characters as good or bad. Um, you know, most actors, I tell you, love the idea of playing a classic villain because generally, they're the most colourful uh, <laughs> and fun to play. Um, and also, actors like to, you know, you got to understand it's sort of acting is it's sort of like. Uh, Travelling, it's, it's pretend, so you like to go away from yourself, you know, play something different. Um, so, uh, not that I necessarily want to play, be someone who kidnaps girls, but <laughs> you know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> he, I mean, he, when you see this movie, you'll see that he is not a good, oh, totally good guy. You know, I mean, I think that what's so cool about someone like, I'm going to say it, Mr. Jack. <laughs> that's, um, that's a first. That's the, that's the second time today, <laughs> actually. I'm upsetting myself. Um, but what's so, what's, what's, what's so cool about him is that in, given his position, you know, he can make, uh, make any movie get made, really. And he chose a movie like this, which when you see the movie, you'll see that it's great courage when you play someone who is, at, in many of his movies, such a strong, heroic type. In this case, the idea of the hero is turned on its end, and it's really um, much more complicated than that. And the places he goes as a human being and as an actor is unlike you probably I've ever seen him in the movies that I've watched of his ever seen him do. And it's it's so great because in a business where uh, people in his position are afraid to do those things, he's not, and uh, and it really paid off. Like I mean. You know, I think people, particularly in the States, like, loved the movie this weekend, and a lot of people came out to see it, and his work is extraordinary. And so the answer to that question is, he's already sort of doing it a little <laughs> bit in this movie, yeah. and you got to go check it out. You'll be surprised. Thanks, yeah. Joe. Uh, we've got a girl yeah. who's <laughs> 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 Lady over here with a question, please. Yeah, hello. Um, my question is for Dennis. Um, yeah, forgive the French accent. Um, ah. I, was just, I was just wondering, when you chose the script, were you not scared that it would be a big challenge not to make it look a bit like um, the Lovely Bones, you know, the movie where they kidnapped the girl and everything? Was it not too challenging for you? I know the script is very different, but still. Uh, the thing is, uh, to make a movie today, there's a, it's always a big challenge because uh, there's some people, there's some movies that have been made before. Uh, I'm just saying that it's a, it's a, the, the, the key is uh, to try to find a kind of authenticity and to work al always with a lot of honesty about what you... Uh, in, in relationship with the screenplay. The, the screenplay, by the way, uh, is quite original. I think that the premise, when you read on paper, uh, is just the, the two first minutes of the movie. It's, uh, it's not a, it's, uh, for me, it's not a movie about kidnapping. It's, a, it's a much more uh, um, 
sad and a powerful topic than uh, than um, I mean, there's nothing more horrific than child missing. I'm, I understand, but the that's the what I was uh, interested in me in that project is that it explore the impact of the of that violence on the families, and that is uh, it has not been seen before. I think in cinema. Next question. Um, yeah, go for it, gentlemen. Right here. Hi, here. I think you're a fantastic actor, by the way. But um, I was wondering, what was it about the script and Denise directing that really appealed you to doing this film? And um, I, I've been in, uh, well, six uh, X-Men movies alone, but, you know, Van Helsing, I've been in a number of movies that have had action elements that have had uh, almost more classic heroic kind of characters and archetypes. And... Um, what I love about this movie and what Denis was able to bring out of it was the greyer areas, the violence uh, or the, the action, I suppose, which is celebrated in movies like X-Men. I mean, we go for that and we cheer. I've been to cinemas, people cheer it and clap. In this, it's almost like in reality when you see your first fight, it's uncomfortable. And for the reason I wanted to work with someone like Denis, when you're playing a character that has so much... Um, well, desperation and devastation and rawness to it. As an actor, you want to be in the hands of, of a man with great taste who understands the, the language in that we are making a thriller, so we have to keep you know, uh, certain story elements in there, but at the same time, we want to make this a film that moves people, that makes them think long beyond the credits. And when you're, as an actor, and Jake will feel the same, it's not our medium, it's a director's medium. So you have to be trusting in giving over your performance and when you're going to dig as deep as you possibly know how you want to do that with a director that you trust and beyond that i'm going to give you a little story there's a scene in this movie well, you haven't seen it there's a scene in this movie where i thought we'd gone about as far as i could go and we'd be i was exhausted and denis came up to me and i'll be honest i really thought we'd got it and i thought he was coming up to me to say thank you thank you my friend i loved it deeply deeply <laughs> Um, Denis, after every take, says, I love it, love it, love it, love it. Love it, love it, love it. If he says it seven <laughs> times, it genuinely loves it. If he says it three times, you're about to get fired. So he goes, it's you. I love it, love it, love it. But he said, I really need you to go there. I need you to go there. And I was, all I kept thinking in my head was like, that wasn't there. Oh, boy. But I love the courage and trust that Denis had in me and all the cast to let us fly and also know when to push us. That's a long answer. But I go, honestly, Jake and I could talk for a half hour. I've worked with some great filmmakers. Ten Chris minutes Nolan. for me. Ten minutes for me. <laughs> <laughs> ten. Like a good but ten minutes. He's a genuine master filmmaker oh and God. has uh, got many, many more movies to make. Love it, love it. Love it, love it, love it, love it. Love it. Uh, last question, I'm afraid. Um, girl, lady, right in the middle. Can we just throw a microphone away or you can shout? There we go. There we go. I should, probably should have picked one close to the microphone, sorry. Hi, um, this is directed at Hugh and Jack, really. Um, as you say, you kept having to push yourself further. Did you take inspiration from any characters in real life or any actors that have played any roles vaguely similar? Um, I did, we did a lot of research into real-life situations. Hugh and, uh, Jake. Hugh and Jake, sorry. That's all right. <laughs> He's getting used I to it. I thought you were French, I, too. <laughs> I didn't have, I didn't so sorry, a little Jake. bit nervous. <laughs> oh. That's um, also a Hugh and, Hugh and Jack man. I'll take that too. I can take it. I'll take it. I'll take whatever you want to give me. Totally fine. <laughs> um, 
You should change your name. I know. Yeah. Jack Man Gyllenhaal. Jake, Jake yeah, Man. let's do this. <laughs> um, the real situations are just so <laughs> devastating and real and, and left me with a real sense of responsibility beyond just information. And uh, I, I, that was with us all every day. And I would share that uh, with the cast. I'd share it with Denis. But one little thing, I'll be honest, I don't mind saying where I nick ideas from. There's um, a, a film called Mystic River that Sean Penn, he won the Oscar for that, didn't he? he yeah. Do you remember the scene in that where he has about 12 cops holding him back because he's going to find, he's been told his daughter's in the woods and he comes out and they won't let him pass a certain point because it's a crime scene? And he turned up on set. This is where the story goes. I haven't asked him, but the story goes that he turned up on set and Clint Eastwood, the director, had three cops hired, extras, to hold him back. And Sean said, um, you got three cops to hold me back? And he said, yeah. He goes, you're going to need more cops. <laughs> and he did one take, and there are 12 cops there, and they're barely holding him back. And i never forget the image of the anguished father, desperate, grieving, all at once. And it took all might of these 12 extras, who I'm sure were like, trying to hold Sean Penn back. And that was something that stuck in my head as an example. Um, well, I'm afraid Jack, we are. Joe. If you want to answer that, Jake, on, before, we, before we wrap up. Tim, I think you said I, it really well. <laughs> <laughs> I can briefly answer for him by complimenting him that, uh, that he's not single right now, so you just have to be patient. <laughs> also, that... Sorry, was that, did I have a step on there? It's only 500 million people. Yeah, it's not it's a right. big deal. Right. Totally you have fine. to know. Yeah. You are wearing the <laughs> stupidest microphone on your face. <laughs> I just want you to know. You look ridiculous with that microphone on. I know. Who gave you that microphone? I know. <laughs> he plays a cop in this unlike any I've seen in film. I don't think I've ever seen, particularly in a thriller, I don't see a cop that not only gets you through the story and introduces and gives you all the story points you need, but actually makes you genuinely feel. I think he anchors the movie, and it's, um, I don't think there's anything. I'm going to save you answering that because I can't think of anything or any other actor who's inhabited a role like that as well as he does. Wow. There we go. And on that okay. lovely note... <laughs> you got me, you got me. 27th of September at Sim Cinemas, go see it. It's incredible. Um, my heart is still pounding from watching it this <laughs> Sorry morning. Sorry about it. Um, it's great. Thank you so much, thank gentlemen, you, for thank your you time. So thank, you. Thank, thank you. So and thank you for thank translating. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. And you. Thanks, Edith.